Fun, episode number 211, season 14, I think episode 7. Uh, we're back with Chris Mayville, who was here three weeks ago. Uh-oh, Chris just, uh, we lost oh, Chris's video. Sorry. Back. Sorry. Uh, Chris managed to get himself, like, uber famous since he was here, like, three <laughs> weeks ago. All over the news media, the CBC, what else did you get yourself on? You got yourself on <laughs> Russia Today. Yeah, I was on the New York Post. I was all over the place. The, the CBC, uh, BBC. Um, yeah, it was um, it was uh, quite um, an interesting Fox uh, Fox News, uh, but it was a local Fox guy. But it was awesome. Yeah, it was uh, very interesting. The, the media was here, sir. They were the, the media. The eyes of the media or the world came to Windsor, Ontario, and I was planning a trip to go up to Ottawa, and then all of a sudden this blockade happens here in my own city. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you went up to Ottawa. I thought that. No, I didn't yet. Like we were going to go, we were on our, we were planning to go that weekend. And um, when uh, I, I don't know if what would, we were, we were talking about going um, on the Monday, going up on the weekend. And by the time I think it was the Tuesday or Wednesday, the blockade was happening at the ambassador bridge and that became the big thing because that's the biggest border crossing and there's so much commerce going there and it was such a massive issue uh i that i went down there and i'll tell you i i um i work early in the morning so i get up for work at 5 a.m and go to work i start for six but because i've been working on the stupid comic book thing i get up earlier and i put a couple hours in before i go to work and i was up early and i was just checking my facebook and i saw somebody talking about the, the blockade at the at the bridge. So I said, you know, I'm going to go down before work. I went and picked up a bunch of trays of coffee, walked down there, saw the police, offered them coffee. They were cool. They just said, no, thanks. I went down and met these guys, gave them coffee. They're all super happy, great people. Um, and it was something else. And then uh, CNN showed up and so did uh, Fox. And uh, I bumped into a guy I knew, uh, an excellent musician who happened to be there. And it, this is funny, at four o'clock in the morning, I, I go there because I saw the police were going to come and arrest these guys. And I wanted to go down. And I figured, well, okay, well, you know, uh, you got to support these guys. I'm going to go down and make sure I capture this or if there's any shit that goes on. Pardon me. And I bump into a friend of mine, this guy, Dusty Gianzio, a great musician. And he's also a producer for a documentary called The Border City Music Project. And uh, so he's, uh, uh, you know, he, he showed up for the same reason to check it out. So we're hanging around, CNN's there. It's a, becoming a big deal. Uh, all the people there are great. I start going back every day. And uh, then there was an injunction on the Friday and they were gonna arrest everybody. And we all showed up, got into it with C- CBC, uh, which is our state propaganda arm, which is a, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. And uh, of all the people, I, Jan, this is hilarious. This blows my mind. But I keep wanting to, uh, there's so many points I just have to keep hammering home to people. The CBC is state, uh, this is like been my, my entire life, the CBC has been this prominent Canadian institution. And, um, but it's now the propaganda arm for the Trudeau government. It has been, I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. They, they don't have, uh, they don't allow anybody to comment on their YouTube channel. So they've removed all the comments. So you know, when you do that, they're a news organization that it's not very good. And they're the only 
news crew that was there that had a security detail with them. And they had two guys in security. They're like Canadian broadcasting. Everybody else is there. Like, I mean, everybody else is there. CBC, CNN, NBC, everybody else. And, you know, they have to have their own security detail because they, they're so hated in Canada. And I was berating them for having a security detail because there was old people and children. I swear I went down and saw from my, with my own eyes the people that were at this protest. They were maligned. They were called racists and misogynists, of course, and the people who have, um, you know, unfavorable opinions and a fringe minority or whatever Trudeau called them. And they're everyday folks. They're working class people. They're where the rubber meets the road. They're the people who've been affected the most by these mandates. And even though a lot of these truckers, the majority of them are vaxxed, it's the mandates that are killing everything and killing our economy. And, uh, the, the government and the elitists and all the liberals, they have such contempt for the working class. And it's so obvious because, you know, they finally, the work, you know, Jan, the working class has united. They, they, they finally united, in, but not for socialism. They want freedom. And these people are losing their nuts. They're just, their brains are exploding. And so <laughs> it's ridiculous, you know. And so these poor, these people have been maligned and, and just called every name in the book. And um, so I, I started live streaming just so people could see the people that were there. I talked to people, there's everyday people, great stories, sad stories, you know, but people, it was beautiful, man. It was, I, I, I've never, it was a beautiful event. I, I swear, like so much brother brotherhood, like you would have, <clears throat> walked as an American, you would have felt like a Canadian, you would have felt welcome because it was for people who love freedom. Everybody there was a freedom lover. They were just proud. The flags, the Canadian flags flying, everybody was waving a flag and singing the national, I've never heard so many, the national anthem so many times, I swear it's like, it's just breaking into the national anthem. It was so much national pride and, 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 and patriotism and the in peaceful people with their families and their dogs barbecuing it was it's a really bizarre bizarre event but it's been portrayed as something that it's not even like you see the black lives matter right you know we just we have them well, here they, they were burning down entire cities and yeah, yeah. they were allowed to go on and get out of prison but yep. she, but but the truckers were called the racists, the misogynists, yes. the the Canada haters, the anti-science, the Nazis, yep. etc. It's crazy. It's it's so bizarre in the idea that these people they are so every day. I mean, I'm meeting people from every different walk of life of every different nationality. They're two Canadians because they just believe in this in the fundamentals of freedom. It's the same fundamentals that that you and, and, the, and our American brothers uh, and sisters stand for, like just to be able to have your self-determination and the idea of bodily autonomy and be able to choose for yourself what you want, having your own agency. And they're trying to rob that of us. And the fact that they're trying so hard and gone from zero to emergency war act, you know, it's just like, wow. You know, from a fringe minority to a state of emergency. And all it's been is just trucks and cars honking their horns, people partying, 
dancing to music. Well, you know, Candace Maybe. Owens the other day called for, uh, you know, an invasion into Canada to overthrow Trudeau because of the tyranny. And you know what? God bless her, because what other where are the the uh, the politicians? There's nobody. I just had a, a little discussion with a guy on a, on, on a Facebook thread where they were saying, you know, hey, wake up, America. This could be us. And it's like, yeah. And who's going to who's going to condemn it? Because, you know, who's condemned it so far here? El Salvador and Romania. Wow. And maybe and maybe a handful of others. But I have not seen any other allies come out and say, you know what? We condemn that kind of behavior. These people were peaceful. They didn't deserve. You saw the video from Druthers I sent to you, the guy who got pummeled. And then he was just released. They, he, they even gave him the option of being released or being charged. And he said, I'll take the charges. And they're like, we're not going to charge you. And they just released them. I just After they beat the crap out of him and nearly just, suffocated he, him to death. Yeah, like it, that's who we're dealing with. And the idea, like, I did an interview yesterday with a young man that I met at the bridge, uh, this guy, Tristan, and uh, this kid was out there on the Sunday when everybody else was gone. He's out there. I just saw just before we went live, I was watching his live stream. He was out walking the streets where the barricade was, waving his flag. Like he goes out there daily and gives you a report of what the cops are up to because they blocked off the entire region. And it was a very, um, like the blockade wasn't the most strategic blockade you know it was just kind of more of an organic thing and it just kind of plopped itself down right in front of the bridge and uh so the police were able to kind of they they were able to wait everybody out and be pretty strategic about it so they were i think it was wise how they played it out because it could have been very violent and it wasn't however it was definitely a staging or a or a, a dry run for what was going on, going to happen in Ottawa, because we had snipers on the roofs and three different roofs. They had teams of guys with spotters and guys. I didn't necessarily see any of the, a, a rifle per se, but I, there were people that said they saw guys up on the roofs with rifles as well. And we saw all kinds of different armed, uh, in, armed police in, and they were, they were, I tested them a lot in, on the Saturday when they really kind of started block, moving us out of the area. And uh, they were pretty cool. Like I asked a few times, like if I needed to go past your line here and I'm leaving, will you let me? And they were like, yes, but if you turn around to come back, we're going to arrest you. But if you want to go, you can go. And I was like, well, I just wanted to know things. <laughs> it took off. But I just, wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to see, right? Just to see how reasonable they would be and it seems like they were reasonable up until the Sunday. Then they became unreasonable. And that's when the violence and the arrests happened. And uh, broken, they broke people's uh, you know, windows of their cars. And, and they towed a whole bunch of cars away. And then the week after that, they went to Ottawa. And they just it became far more violent and far more. Like, it's almost draconian there right now, the, the, the red zone. And uh, people can't even, people who are actually legitimately staying in in the city can't leave or walk certain streets they're actually prohibited from actually this is unreal that this is happening here in canada yeah well you know our our polite canadian neighbors you know it's uh you don't you don't expect that stuff and i i saw one video of uh the the mounted police uh trampling two people yeah 
Yeah, and uh, I, apparently the woman <clears throat> is okay, uh, but they said that they, that somebody threw a bicycle at the horse, and that's why they ran into the crowd. But she had a walker apparently, and that's what they found. They they saw it was a walker that was on the ground, and they tried to use that, saying that it was uh, somebody threw a bicycle at the at the horse. But there's us. There's um, well, the media uh, and government's like, always going to spin yeah. it, you know. Of course, and that's the thing, right? Like they're like they're, they came right out right away and tried to spin it. In fact, they got a hold of a bunch of uh, a bunch of texts from the police that were staying at this at this uh, really. Um, uh, they're being put up in a nice hotel right now and being given, uh, you know, all the all the uh, all the goods. So they're being well taken care of, and so apparently they, somebody got a hold of their texts and their messages, and and so that's not looking very good in, on them as well. So things, yeah, it's looking very, it's very bizarre. But you know, you've sent me a lot of stuff about uh, recently. Um, we were talking about the, the the whole control mechanism, and like this isn't really, this isn't shocking that this has happened. I mean, it's it's, it's unfortunate, but it's not like you, we didn't see this shit coming right like it's not like this just came out of nowhere right like we've only been reporting on the progression for 12 years now right yeah exactly you know and like i was saying i thought australia because they gave up their guns would be the first ones to go and usually they're before canada and a lot of things like even when stephen harper was the prime minister or when he was going to be the prime minister he gave the exact same speech verbatim Days after the then premier or prime minister of Australia did, like verbatim, somebody put them back to back and it was like word for word. It's like so, that old news clip that I think they scrubbed yeah. from everywhere where you had all the yeah. news channels reporting yes. the exact same story yeah, exactly. word for word, you know, on exactly. like 50 or 100 different stations. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me. Like, it seems like this has always been like this control but boy, doesn't it just, it's just crazy to see it and how they were able and they don't seem that competent. So it seems bizarre that they were able to actually get the, get their agenda this far. Like it's, I'm surprised, like I'm surprised. I knew they had lackeys in place, but boy, man, there's a lot of people that are arguing and that don't like these truckers. They are, they, they are, they, 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 like regular people that I know that are, you know, of the same, you know, class class. Yeah. I would say yeah, as, as, as myself, but maybe they're more educated. I think that has something to do with it. And I think the more educated people are, I think they, they become elitist and they become snobby and they look their nose down at these people. And, and that seems to be the truckers drive too slow. Therefore, you know yeah like the truckers are just truckers like shut up and drive and bring us our stuff like they don't seem to respect these people yet these people are standing up for the fundamental rights of everybody and it's undeniable like it's it's undeniable to me that our rights are being uh, eroded i don't know how people the fact that people are, well freedom doesn't mean this and freedom and or my favorite is free dumb d-u-m-b like that that's a real clever one where like oh freedom those freedom lovers oh okay because freedom is dumb yeah that's the kind of mentality we're dealing with here and it's sad it's like they're bootlickers like we have so many a lot of the punkers the punk rockers are the biggest bootlickers i know they're the biggest corporate 
shills I know are the ones. Well, who are you know the the whole you know the whole punk rock you know Vice magazine was originally launched by the Canadian government to promote punk rock to the kids. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You know, good old Gavin. Yeah. I mean, like so many things just just glow in the dark, man. They just spook out, and you go, man. Like somebody had to have a hand in this. But, you know, it, what's amazing to me is like, you know, growing up in the 70s and 80s and 90s, things were great. And then you hit the mid 90s and you start seeing everything taking a downturn. And then, uh, you know, obviously we had a a four year stalemate here, which they couldn't allow. And uh, so, you know, they they threw everything they could at, at Trump to uh, to get him out. And then now the whole Hillary scandal is out, you know, and the whole time for four years, they, they falsely accused him of that and the media constantly lying about it. And and the fact that they're trying to gaslight this whole Hillary thing and try to make it a a nothing burger. is like unreal. They're just like, Oh, he's nothing. Well, well, and it's like the, the quid pro quo Biden is on video admitting that he did it, but they put it on Trump. Right. And then, you know, and then you have the Hunter Biden laptop that's disappeared. And oh now and now what did they do two weeks ago? Biden is legalizing crack and crack yep. pipes and all of this stuff. Crack pipes. Well, you know, at, well, you know, it's like, how are we going to handle this this Hunter fiasco? I know. Oh let's legalize crack pipes and and oh let's, you know, so this this harm reduction stuff. And we're just going to see more dead people in the streets from it. And and that's what we've seen. I used to know one of the key proponents of uh in fact, I interviewed him on the show about 12, 13 years ago, Chris Conrad. Him and his wife, uh, Mickey Norris, were the key proponents of that. And when we started seeing all the feces in the streets and the bodies and the bums everywhere, I wrote him and I said, now that you see all of this stuff rolling out from your actions, do you still believe in it? And I, you know, when I, I, I put a, a post on Facebook and I tagged him in the post, no response, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's like, I was friends with that guy for years. And now I look at him and, and look at this whole agenda and it's like, wow, you know, and yeah, you know, they're normalizing it so much that it's, yeah. it's wrecked tens, hundreds of thousands of lives, if not more. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. I, and it's, it's even this, this whole pandemic has done so much. There's, it's been so brutal to people who are addicted to drugs and alcohol that because uh, it's just given them a reason to be to be to have despair and to be hopeless. Like the news is horrible. You can't go out and do anything. You have no outlet. For so. So, David, whom we've known for eight, 10 years, uh, David Taylor, you know, most people know that Trudeau is probably 99 percent chance the the son of Castro. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, you know, I, it's see. pretty. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, it's very. Well, and not only that, but his family was vacationing and hanging out with yeah. Castro at the exact time that he would yep. have been conceived to be president all the time. You know, and of course, the fake news tries to say that that's been been uh, debunked. But, you yeah. know, it, you know, he's he's a true born red blood communist. Well, and the same with with uh, Christopher Freeland too, uh, who is the deputy prime minister and the minister of finance or whatever the heck else she is. Like, who knows? And she's on the board of trustees with uh, 
the World Economic Forum, like so many other people. Like, All these you know, shills for Schwab. Yes. Yeah, the shills for Schwab. That's a good way of putting it, you know, and it's just, just these people are so transparent and and yet and they seem with they, they seem so incompetent to me because they don't they're so transparent they they just so obvious that they have no nuance like they don't seem like I was complaining earlier to a guy you know to somebody on this thread like I said like you know where's the U.S. or where's like uh, where's the U.K. or you know Australia or any of these other ally countries to Germany or to say, hey, you know, we condemn that kind of violence that, against your citizenry, you know, they're peaceful protesting. So like even just to come up with a statement, but they're not even doing that anymore. Like they're not even hiding that illusion of trying to respect <laughs> human rights, you know, or because they all sign on to this declaration of it, but they don't really respect it, never have. And, and, and now they're not even putting up a, a, an air of illusion about it. They're not even trying. We got Romania and El Salvador. God bless them, and I appreciate all. But you know, it's not like you're, we're getting, you know, Italy and Spain and and uh, Greece and you know uh, Ireland and England and nobody else is saying, hey, not not that I'm aware of. They maybe they are. And El Salvador is one of the worst countries in the world that you never want to go to. And I've been there for for a few hours. <laughs> On the way to Peru, I was. In El Salvador, and I had to leave the airport to go get some food because we were stuck there for half a day. And I was walked out of the airport and went across the street and got a meal in actual El Salvador, not just on airport property. And yep. all these people are looking at me like, man, you got balls to be out here, you know. Man, I tell you, you know, I'll take it where I can get it. But, boy, it's like it's it's um, it seems to me like that's a big thing. And, and the fact that so many of these people are on board with this idiocy and it just seems like wow even though they're so incompetent yet they're 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 quite they're quite competent because they're actually successful and they have been successful at least passing this stupid war i can't believe they passed this war measure act is whatever this like martial law stupid stupidity is and they they people i'm stymied and there's canadian citizens who think it's good yeah they think it's a good thing and they are okay with those truckers being beaten and the old ladies being trampled. We have DJs on our local AM, uh, which is a very famous station, AM 800, which is they called the Big Eight. You know, it used to be a big radio station. It turned a lot of hits. Uh, in fact, the old programming director, uh, a woman by the name of Rosalie Tremblay, was brought, she was given like a, a, an award at the, jimmy carter white house for her contribution to music and stuff like that because they were such an influential radio station elton john used to call her to ask her what songs that that he should release as singles on his on his records back in the day so it's a very prominent radio station here and yet they've completely gone woke and they have their their talk is a talk station now and they have their djs or their talk show hosts or yeah, they're make they're saying that oh yeah, this stupid lady got run over by a horse. I'm more worried about the horse. Yeah. And there's a lot of outrage, you know, that that people are you know are pissed off that 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 these people are are making these comments against the truckers. You know, again, liberal elites they're just licking their nose down at these people, and that's what we deal with. And another point, I got I, I made this point a ton of times with all the news people that I that I was interviewed because, you know. And let me let me back you up for a second. How yeah, did you no end up getting on all of the news like that? 
So I mean, okay. you so, were just on the show three weeks ago, and it I was know. just normal Chris, I, who's been on the show, you know, several yeah, times before, and all of a sudden you're like the spokesperson or something, you know? Well, I didn't mean to be, but what happened? <laughs> I walked up and I saw that CBC was out in the crowd with their security guys, and I started making fun of them, and I was live streaming. And the guy turned around and just stuck his mic in, in my face and started asking me questions. So I went into my whole spiel of why I thought it was wrong and the mandates and why I think that the government's done more harm to than good for our economy with the like crushing mandates and everything. And everything's just seizing our economy up. And then uh, about the freedom part. And then I, I hit him and a whole bunch of other people too. Because after I spoke with that guy, then everybody else just came over and started talking to me. Wow. Like I had a whole bunch of people coming over and going, because, hey, can, can I get your name? Can I ask you a question? So then I spoke with about six, I don't know, five or six people after that. Then I plopped my chair different, down. Different media outlets or yeah. just people? Yeah, they're all hanging around. Like there was Wow. So, so you were like just suddenly, you know, yeah. you got your, was, your 10 it, minutes of fame all, of, all piled back to back. Well, the day before that, when I was in the morning, when CNN was, there was CNN headline news, and my friend Dusty was talking to this guy, and they were about to go live, and it was actually quite funny, because the guy was just getting ready to go live with, with, with uh, headline news, and they gave him the countdown, and it was dead. Everybody was sleeping in their cars and stuff. There was about six of us standing around in front of these guys watching them. The guy gives them the countdown, and as soon as they go live, all the horns hit and they just hit and stayed <laughs> on for the entire time that they were live until they went off again. And then the reporter, Miguel Marquez, I think his name was, he turns around and he goes, why? why? <laughs> that was a wonderful moment. So then we spoke to this Fox guy from local Fox and he was a really cool dude. And then the next day when I was there and CNN was out or CBC, I'm sorry. And they were walking around. I was kind of picking on the guy's security, the, uh, the fact that there were so many older people and children there that they would need to bring security. Like half the crowd was female. I mean, it's, it was not a, a military aged male crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was non-threatening. Most of the guys are probably in their forties and fifties, some younger guys, but not a lot. <clears throat> so not a threatening crowd at all. And uh, so that's how that started. And then next thing you know, yeah, I talked to a bunch of people in a row. I had the guy from New York Post take a shot of me and came over. He was really cool. And uh, then I had uh, RT contact me through my live streams because I had live streams going and that they were getting uh, some because I was right down there at, in the when when these uh, things were starting to happen. So people were like, oh, I just want to check out what's going on. And it was good to be live to show because the media was not presenting it in the, in the, in the most favorable lights. So they're trying to show the most, you know, radical of the people there. I think even they, I don't even think, I think they even used a misquote for me. I don't think I said, cause I live stream my interview with the CBC and I think the quote they used wasn't in my live stream. So I don't recall, I think it was maybe a slight misquote, but one point I try to make for these people, because a lot of them aren't from here, and that is that freedom to us is not the same. And you have to understand, we live at the end of the Underground Railroad. This is where Black people came. 30,000 Black people came here to be safe and to be not slaves anymore. Like an hour down the road is Dresden, where Uncle Tom's cabin is. So it's not like it's our heritage. We're not going to forsake 
the idea of being a free country because some commies want to take over in in Ottawa and they think it's better than use all of this Marcusian sleight of hand nonsense. Yes. And try to use that race thing against us because they try to use that. You know, we're all racist. No, 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 no. This is not a racist area, man. People were accepted because, you know, they were allowed to come here and live free as free individuals, not as somebody's property. And like, you know, for whatever reasons or whatever, all I know is that this area was, it has that heritage. It has that legacy. And there's no fucking way, pardon my language, I am letting that go. And I told the guy too, I'm like, no, this is, in, do you think anybody would print that? RT was the only people that used that part of the quote out of all the people. I told everybody the same thing. I'm like, we live in this part. This is where it is. And my friend Dusty, when talking to CNN, he's like, this, this is a different protest, BLM, they're not authentic. I love Detroit. Detroit had race riots. Where is BLM? They've got millions of dollars. Well, and BLM is totally, That's, admittedly Marxist too. You yes, know, they out, are. out in the open and being funded by Marxism, and they're You're straight right. out of what is that? Out of South America or South Africa, the AJC or whatever it was that, yep. that yeah, yeah, massacred. Yeah. You know, yes. under you know, and and so many people believe the lie that Nelson Mandela was some big great, hero yeah, he was a mass a ter- murderer you know he was a, and a terrorist yeah absolutely. yeah he he went around killing blacks who didn't agree with him you know yeah he, and, he wasn't imprisoned wrongly <laughs> no he, he should have never been allowed out much less to become the prime minister <laughs> so, of uh, south africa but yeah, isn't that crazy and, and, and just really quickly on that point people go out and watch the documentary tainted heroes and they lay out what kind of person this so-called uh, hero Nelson Mandela was. But the AJC, I think, is what it's called, is exactly what the BLM is based off of. And it was the AJC was entirely funded and backed by the Soviet Union. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all the same stuff. It's all the same. It just repackaged. But it's communism. It always is at the very end of the day. It's like you get the same thing. It comes from the same package. You open up oh, communism again. It's the same thing. And I don't know, I don't know how people can't, can't not see this, but it's, it blows my mind the power of marketing that they can take a guy like Nelson Mandela and turn him into a hero, like through Hollywood and music and movies. And well, like, it, well it, you know, I posted the other day and I agree with you on that, but I want to read this that I posted the other day uh, because, uh, you know, this is what I posted. And I think you you saw it. Erasing history and spinning Hitler into a far right winger rather than the socialist leftist he was was absolutely necessary for the left to achieve their goals today, to get people to accept leftism yet again and repeat history. Yep, it's hey, exactly right. Can I can I ask you a favor? Can you wipe off your camera? It goes fuzzy every once in a while, like it might be dirty or something. What? Oh, okay. Hang on. Yeah, no problem. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. no, no. Okay. Let me see. Just, I don't know if you got a cloth or something you can just wipe it off with. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, trying to. Anyway, you can keep talking while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Uh, no, I think it's uh, that's very true, and and I get into that argument with the people all the time. I'm trying to, I, you know, even today with Chris, Krista Freeland, her father was an editor for a Nazi newspaper. And I'm like, yeah, Nazis are going to Nazi. 
And like, that's how it is, you know, they're always lefties. It's collectivism is always of the left. It's never, it, ne it doesn't come from the right because the right, it's individuals. <laughs> you know, it's, to me, it's like pretty obvious, but the Nazis are national socialists. Right. And well, I, I tried to explain this to some guy the other day, you know, and they'll do one of two things. They'll cite Snopes debunking it, which <laughs> yeah. uses some easily debunked quotes, or yeah. this guy actually used Encyclopedia, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, you yeah, know, and right. I give him a documentary from Teak with five hours of primary sources debunking this. Sure. He yeah. won't even look at it. He uses this tertiary source, Encyclopedia Britannica, that's like a third, fourth-hand source as the gospel truth. And, you know, they say, well, you know, uh, Hitler wasn't a real socialist, you know. And, or, I know, yeah. And that's, that, you know, fascism is capitalism. And they have all of this spin and these yeah. lies that they use. Yeah. But the key thing that they hold on to, and the left in general, is they'll, they'll forget socialist and workers party and they'll focus on nationalist so if yeah. you're for your own country they'll use right. the nationalist aspect to say you're a nazi even if yeah. you're totally anti-socialist pro-freedom for everybody etc right. you know and yeah. so they spin that whole thing and only focus on the national and the soviet union uh hitler he looked at uh mussolini's fascist italy which you know, fascism is defined as international socialism and unionism. Yeah. And he looked at the Soviet right. Union and, and the Marxism, and he's like, I don't like that. I don't like that. We're going to create national socialism. And yeah. then they scapegoated the, the Jews for all their problems, just like the left does well, the Christians and the whites today. And I wonder, like, I often wonder this, like, because <clears throat> if, if, the Nazis came out of the Thule Society, and that came out of Zimbabendorf. Yeah, and he was a Muslim. A Muslim, and they have a, a, a like they have a historic um, a dislike and hatred. Uh, you know, a biblical, I guess, not even a Quranic hatred for the Jews. Um, would that not play onto it? Because I'm wondering, because there was like Islamic. Um, battalions of, of in, in the German. Uh, well, in, in hold on. I got. The, I was just pulling up some photos of that stuff here. I got some. I got some really yeah. good stuff here. Here's. Uh, oh, geez. <laughs> now, now I can't even remember the guy's name. Let me just get it up on screen here for the audience to see, though. But, you but yeah, like, you know, here's uh, the Grand Mufti of uh, Palestine. Yeah. That's who that is. Now check this mm -hmm. out. You know, the Waffen SS had huge. Here's another one. Oh, keeps moving on me. Had huge uh, Islamic factions. Now, here's here's a good one. The 13th uh, Bosnian Muslim 13th Hanjar Division, uh, or at least it says uh, Waffen S 13th Waffen SS 13th Division. And uh, you know, I mean, okay, so yeah, there. And, and but the whole thing is spun against the Christians. Yes. Yeah, I could see, totally see that. I mean, I keep telling people that there's a reason why we're persecuted over and over throughout history. I mean, there's a reason for it. And it happens, you know, you can't, you can't not, uh, unfortunately. I, because I lived in, in Yugoslavia, and I was there during the Civil War living with my ex-wife and her family in Belgrade. And Bosnia, Croatia, they start the uh, Civil War. 
So mm -hmm. Bosnia elects this guy here. This is Alia Izetbegovic, and he was a member of the of the Bosnian uh, 13th Hanjar Division, and they would hold knife uh, uh, throat slicing contests to see how many Serbs they could kill in an hour. And then yeah. this guy becomes president of Bosnia. You know, and of course the Serbs were Orthodox Christians. And the Bosnians are primarily Muslims because of all of yep. the uh, Turkish invasions yep. into there in Albania. But this guy became president and, you know, a, a war criminal. Wow. Isn't that the way it goes, right? You know, isn't that how it's, you know, these, it's, it seems like the sociopaths and the psychopaths just work their way up the ladder. And uh, wow, like we're dealing with one right now. I mean, you guys have, you guys have generally senile individual now i thought reagan was bad but no, i mean i think that well, well, reagan got... was pretty good when he was uh well no doubt no i'm, I'm just saying in his latter years he was getting a little soft you know he's getting a little well you know like the, the last couple years of uh of his presidency he seemed to be slowing down a bit mentally but biden has started off his presidency way worse than reagan ever was so I mean, it's brutal. I can't. It's been it's been just over a year. Can you believe just over a year of, since Trump was in office and things were the gas prices? Oh my God, it's insane. Yeah, well, we it's were we here in in Southern California. We were at a dollar ninety nine a gallon when Trump was president. Now it's just shy of five dollars. That's insane. That's insane. I can't believe it. Like everything is is just nuts. And then the world's falling to pieces. You got what's happening in in Russia and in in the in the Ukraine. And who knows what's going to happen with China in, uh, in Taiwan? God knows. And then here we have, I don't know what's going to happen with Canada. But honestly, the, the resolve of the people, I'll tell you, everyone I talk to is just like, screw them. We don't care. Like, what are you going to do? I think, I don't know if they, there's people still staged outside of Ottawa. There's still a ton of trucks out there. I think they should just park and sit. Just don't do anything. Just sit at home. You know, let, let these guys like it's it was it was a good idea, the blockade or the or the, the you know, the, the just occupation of, of Ottawa. But honestly, at this point, it should just be a secessio plebis type of thing where you just go, screw you going home. You deal with it yourself. Put my feet up. I'm not doing anything. I think that's the way to do it. And hopefully people won't get beaten and and run over with horses by doing that. You know, people were shot with rubber bullets. People were shot. They had concussive uh, grenades going off. Uh, they had, um, uh, again, snipers on the on the rooftops. I, just nuts. Uh, I believe they were they were hitting people with uh, with. Uh, I don't know if they had those long range acoustic devices, the LRADs. Uh, people were saying they were using them. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't see any evidence of that, but I've heard that they were there. So, and I think the police just love to pull out all the stops and see what they all their toys and see what they could do. And it's a very unfortunate. I don't know what to say, but uh, you know, and I understand one of the uh, the uh, organizers, the Tamara Leach, I think is her name. I believe her bail was was denied. So I don't know what's happening with that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty up in the air. We'll see. I don't know, Jan. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Try to keep so my what is the, what is the next step? What are people thinking to fight back against this Trudeau tyranny? Well, I, I mean, uh, the, uh, 
I think a lot of people are talking about the strike, just like truckers just going and, and uh, parking their rigs and not moving. Um, but I know a lot of people are planning on, uh, well, they're talking, people are talking about, prote- it's protesting, but you can't, what are you gonna do? I mean, it's, it, they don't care, right? Uh, it's, nobody's escalating it beyond, they wanna keep everything peaceful. And they, I, I think that's probably wise. Well, what, what the time. truckers should just do, here's here's my opinion, and I sent you a video of, of this. Yes. The truckers should just take their rigs home, shut them yeah. off, lock them in the backyard yeah. or in the driveway or yeah. in the, or in the you know, uh, distributor center or whatever, and just go home and say, you know what? Forget yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You got four yeah. days, four days till everything collapses. Without the truckers, you know, and you want to up. Oh, we just lost your uh, video feed there. You, you there, Chris? Yep. Uh, okay. You're back. Yeah. But sorry. you know, you know, and it's like these truckers were talking about how the grocery stores turn over their entire supply every two to three days. And they were showing how New York city would have a total of four days before the whole thing collapses without the truckers. I don't know. You don't need to have blockades. You don't need to do anything. You just need to say, you know what? I got COVID. I'm sleeping in today. Yeah. uh, Yeah. What does it take? 10, 12 days to get over it? You know, I was in bed for for, uh, 11 days back in uh, January 2020. So, uh, yeah. You know, (laughs) I don't know. Everybody could just go to bed. It's just nighty night. See you in a couple weeks. You know, I know that they, that there's. Uh, I haven't. I don't know what what the status is, but they're talking about there being a big convoy going in the U.S. I think they should do the same thing and just park and park. Don't even waste the gas. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just save your money. And and now who knows? Because what's going on? Oh my God, Jan, this is insane. Do you know um, there was the pink-haired hacker on TikTok who who uh, hacked Give Send Go and got all the information for all the donors, right? So there's, uh, and apparently he's like a, a government hacker. He claims that he was involved in the, uh, the founding of Anonymous or something to that effect. So really kind of funny. Um, but they've released a file where you can go and they have a Google Maps and they have the actual geolocations of all the people who donated to the give saying goes with their postal codes and their email addresses and whatever name information they had so you can actually find a map and i've seen it go around and it's very disturbing because you can look in my own region and i can see how many people gave to these things it's scary it's scary that that's where we're at they'll dox these people for giving money 20 bucks you can donate 20 bucks to the truckers hey you know these guys when they started going down, heading, heading towards Ottawa, I don't know if you saw the video footage of all the people lining the highways and overpasses. And this is the winter in Canada, not pleasant weather. Like even for us going out there on, on the, on over by the bridge, it's horrible. Like there's, it's, it's wide open. There's wind is whipping. There's no, it's not well insulated in any way, shape or form. And it's freaking freezing in the middle of freaking february is like the worst possible time dead middle have. of winter yeah yeah i mean like let's go right in the middle of like january let's go not the best time but you know 
it is what it is. But the fact is, is that, you know, the fact that, oh, man, I can't, I think ultimately it would be, uh, yeah, I think from now on people should just park and, and totally just withdraw from the system. These people have no credibility left. I don't uh, trust any of these people. We're looking at boycotting police-owned businesses that were involved in, the bo- in, in these events because they were brutal to the people. Why should they benefit from, you know, if they have family have businesses, people are looking at uh, getting lists of boycotting the uh, radio stations that have well, had- they're going to uh, target people that donated. Why not, you know, reverse Exactly. Well, that's the thing, right? So all you can do is try to- you know, show, look, you guys turned against the community. So why do we want you around? Why do we want your children playing with our children? Why do we want your, you know, to go and patronize your business when you benefit from beating the shit out of so-and-so over here, who's just standing up for everybody's rights and peacefully doing it. And like I'm saying, a lot of these people, a lot of these people are not thugs in any way, shape or form. A lot of them are older people. And I'm talking like, like I met this woman at the bridge and she's holding a, a laminated picture of her husband and she said like he died last year he would be here he was a truck driver he was all for this type of thing he died in the hospital and i couldn't go and see him because i'm not vaccinated and they wouldn't let me in to see him so she couldn't see her husband before he before he died but she had to pay seven thousand dollars to see the body before it was cremated so she could see the body Wow. Can, tell me, and, 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 and this is, a, and she still hasn't had a memorial for him because the family can't gather because of COVID restrictions. Like, this is absolutely inhumane, the stuff that's going on. And when you talk to these people, it's like the, 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 the elitist snobs that I know that are always looking their nose down and stuff, they, they, they have all their stuff. They go to the, they still, they do all the stuff that they've always done. They're elitist snobs. Like, the mayor of this town who called all the people and this guy's a complete piece of dirt. His name is Drew Dilkins and he's a maggot. If you ask me, that's my personal opinion. I wouldn't even step on that piece of trash. Said the people that were down there, like this woman and a whole host of other people were mentally unstable. They were mentally ill. Like that's what he said about the people that were protesting down there. And we have like really bad, we've got just giant a-holes for, for Congress, for our, for our, like our ward, uh, our, our, our city uh, council, they're just like the biggest douchebags. So, I mean, they are, no, seriously, I, I, I don't even, I wouldn't even, I, I don't even want to say it's the scum of the earth, but that's who have infested. They've come and they've infested where nobody else is paying attention. These people got in and why, and they have businesses. I don't, you know, I won't patronize any of these places. These people disgust me. Um, and they are all benefiting from this. They benefit from this. They, they've all benefited in watching their fellow man, you know, just disintegrate and, and, and they don't care. They're just, just heartless pieces. But they care, they care about the, oh, about George Floyd. Cause you know, we gotta change. Hey, gotta turn it, my, my thing black. I gotta change my profile picture black because George Floyd, you know, wasn't a, he, oh, he was a great saint. It was killed by the police. That's horrible. We got to defund those police. But these police that beat up the poor old lady who was standing there with her walker and running over with a with a you know with with horses. That's okay. Well, you know, we worry about the horses on that occasion. Like it's it's the the, the double standards. The, yeah, it's the insane and hypocrisy. Show. And it's so offensive because it's 
the feigned outrage that they have, this fake rage that they, they generate over some things is just so over the top. Yet over here where you would think, oh my God, like that's horrible. Like this should never, for anybody, this should never be, you know, I'd never want to see even some like lefty get run over by a horse. I would say, ah, oh, man, man, you, you were wrong in running that person over with a horse. You know, you, you don't do that. But these people are one-sided. And so I see that and I'm like, they disgust me. I look well, at these you know, people. I, I commented the you? other day that, you know, every mass genocide in history, at least as far back as we can go for the last two, 300 years, was committed by the left. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and they'll be out there crying. They changed it. You know, orange is the new black, Jan. Orange is the new black, right? Because, you know, uh, we had the, the TV show and then Trump after Obama right and then and then we have black lives matter and then a year later we have the uh the uh, the movement with the indigenous with the with the uh, the residential schools and in canada here everybody changed their profile picture from to orange it was just a flat orange orange was the color and it was almost like a year after the george floyd incident where everybody changed their profile how, how do people not get that these memes are social engineering that's what blows oh, me I know. away Oh, I know. But here's, here's, I mean, here's, here's the scoop. I mean, I'm, this is going to be part of, part of our comic book thing way down the road, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway, because it's just too much of a juicy conspiracy. There's like also the black is the old orange where you have all these black actors now playing redheaded characters that are, were, were popular redheaded characters like like Ariel from The Little Mermaid is now a black actress playing Ariel. There's like Archie, there's a black actor playing Archie. Like a lot of these things are, are you know, seem to be the case, right? And it's been noted, uh, people have talked about it. I even saw people talking about it on Tim Pool recently. But the kicker is for me is that Redheads, you know, often are called gingers in, in the, uh, as, as, a, as, a, as a derogatory term or a put down. But when you flip the letters around, it spells something else that's also a derogatory term for something else. And it's like, wow, isn't that another interesting orange is the new black? Isn't that another interesting thing? Where if you, I don't, wouldn't say it, but you know, if you flip the letters around from ginger, you get a different word. You know, and it's not a good word. So isn't that a weird coincidence? All of these different things mashing up where you have all this coincidence with orange and black and, you know, orange people, orange redheads or gingers and yep. So anyway, I just thought that it was an interesting uh, observation I made. So, but outside of that, yes. Um, yeah, you can't say that word. Otherwise, you know, it's like Joe Rogan, man. You have to apologize and it'll be a bad thing. So can't have that. Um, <laughs> you know, you know how that goes. But, but uh, all, all it did was get him mega popularity. It's like yeah. it's like yeah. Timothy Leary getting hired by the CIA and then subsequently getting fired from Harvard with you right. know, him and Dick Alpert or Dick Ramdass. And, yeah, Ramdass. Uh, and then he and, gets broken out and of then, And then, and then they, ha you know, and then a year later is the summer of love and this whole kickoff. They couldn't have done anything without all of that. You know, it's like, oh, look, they're trying to suppress Leary's spiritual message. Oh, look, they're trying to suppress Rogan. Come on. I was friends I with Rogan for eight years, you know, and it's eight years yep. I'll never get back. <laughs> oh. 
sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it truly is. And the engineers, they, they know what they're doing. They're pushing things along. So, but yeah, it's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre times. So yeah, that's the report from Canada right now. Who knows what's going to happen down the road, but I, I know that uh, I'm hoping that, that um, people are inspired. What? Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that people well, the resolve that because they, they're still trying to push people out of Ottawa, they haven't left. I mean, so many people are still there. There's so many people hanging around and they're having parties in different parts of the city and they're moving out of the red zone. So I'm hoping that, that they lift this stupid war powers act. And then, uh, and then I'm hoping uh, a lot of the provinces are already moving away from like March 1st, they're getting out of the mandates here in Ontario. So the trucks were already successful. They are, are they four provinces, I think four now have are scrapping the mandates. And so that's a good thing. And the other ones are probably going to follow suit as well. So it was, it was the federal mandates that they were working with Trudeau. I don't know how he's going to be able to hold on to this. Um, it's just the thing that sucks the most is that nobody's really condemning him. He hasn't really gotten any, anybody. I saw Jack Prozovic uh, 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 post that he said like something like 65% of the Democrats approve of what Justin Trudeau is doing in the States. And I'm like, fuck, they're not even, they're not even trying to pretend that it's not a good thing. They're just like, yeah, uh, it's okay. We do the same thing here. Wow. So that's scary if you, if you ask me. You got it. You got it. You need, we need a blue wave over there. Please, please, folks. Come October. <laughs> uh, is it October, November? Is that when you guys have the midterms? Uh, I think October, it's in the fall, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. And, and it's so just, hopefully, you know, it's just such a, you know, what show here. And, uh, well, I mean, you know, and stuff started coming out recently. You know, there's that know. new documentary that's coming out exposing all of the, the ballot fraud and everything. But 2000 Mules, yeah, that Dinesh D'Souza. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Watch that'll hope- get squashed and, and banned everywhere before it's even released, you know. I bet. Well, even the Hillary Clinton stuff. And, like, you know, I mean- and I was talking to a woman, you know, whom I've known for like 15, 18 years who works down at the post office. And she was uh, telling me, oh, there was no voter fraud. And I'm just like, you know, (laughs) there's so much evidence of it. But, you know, the you know, the the media just pounds the mantra that there was no voter fraud and people buy it, you know, we'll just keep hitting you in the head with this. If you tell if you repeat a lie often enough, people will believe it. You know, it's true. It's so true. But, you know, there's that and then there's the Hillary thing with like. I mean, the, the, the Tom Fenton and Judicial Watch has been harping on this for like five years now. Oh, I know. You know with, and like, they, they, they're like, no, look at the, the, the Durham report. Look at, look at, look at. Everybody's like, no. <laughs> like, why are, why is well, and, and Project Veritas as well, you know? Yeah, no, I know. They're, ki- they're Well, just, you know, and, and Rogan threw, what's his name from Project Veritas under the bus too. And that came oh. out and he got exposed for that. Yeah, I know he was trying to trying to downplay him a couple times. Is he oh, what's that guy's name again? That uh, what's yeah. That? Oh, you know, he probably faked this guy posting yeah. on his own Instagram how he yeah. was doing uh, ballot fraud and blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah, I posted something about that like a month ago. Uh, you know, and it, yeah. I had posted it years before, or, you know, a couple years ago, and it was like, oh, there's that thing again. Let's let's bump that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yep, it's crazy. It's the social engineers are good at what they do, and they really they do come along and they try to you know nudge everything in the in in, in some direction in some manner. It's interesting to see how they do it. But uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I, I, I want to do a new show, a new episode with Steve soon, uh, maybe Kieran as well, uh, called the Crazy Makers. You know, just going into how literally they sell crazy is the normal, you know, and that, yeah. you know, and, and we've got all of the documentation and everything for it now. Oh, and, and before I forget everybody in the audience, uh, last night I released the update on the Brain Database for those of you who are quarterly and yearly uh, members to the Logos Media website. Uh, you can now download that. So you'll want to check that out. And we've got a whole bunch of new stuff on Westcott and the Horde in there and the whole scandal behind the UN and the, the Bible revisionism and all of that stuff is laid out in there now. So people can fish through there and connect all the dots to uh, that whole scandal, you know. It's it's pretty interesting. And you you can see that that they intentionally created and sold spiritualism, channeling, all of this leftist new age stuff that was all manufactured and part of the agenda that was created by the intel community it's all tied into the fabian socialists into the ghost society uh into uh you know a, a bunch of people that were arthur balfour a bunch of people that were there behind the uh the creation of the un or the uh, league of nations originally and that became the un but, uh, you know, it's, it's all laid out in there, and these people were all devout Satanists, you know? I mean, we've got their quotes and their, their uh, stuff. Madame Blavatsky is tied into a huge number of them, you know? Oh. <laughs> it's all ties up, right? They're all, you know, theosophists and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know, thanks, uh, Steve, for the uh, donation, by the way, and, and uh, thanks to... Uh, few other people uh this week let's see we had uh david b thank you and uh there was uh darren and we had quite a few people who who kicked in donations there's always oscar who uh, has supported the show for like a decade thank you oscar and then uh well I, I, and i i'm not like you know intentionally missing anybody uh wendell and we're going to have hopefully have Wendell on the show soon. He and I have been talking a lot. He's a smart kid. Um, should be an interesting uh, discussion there. And, of course, uh, thanks to uh, Boru in the chat. Thanks to Lewis. Thanks to uh, everybody else who's been donating. And, you know, I was supposed to have uh, Ingrid McLean on the show last week, and she flaked out. And then she flaked out again. So I guess we're skipping that, you know, and suddenly she found some new evidence uh, for another book she's writing on. So she doesn't want to talk about this book because she's afraid for her life or or something. So and never mind that, like, you know, a, a good portion of her quotes in her in this book came right off my website and possibly the database, too. But, you know, it's stuff that I had mapped out for a while. You're frozen again. There you are. Yeah. So uh, here, who else was in here? Jeff also made a donation. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff in. I won't. Uh, yeah. 
And I'm just looking for all of you who sent donations over the last couple of weeks. So thank you so much. Hugely appreciate that. And uh, I, I don't know if I think I said borrow already and in the chat there. You know, I don't even know if uh, Google has actually sent me any of you people's donations from the chat. So I would recommend making the donations from uh, the website or from PayPal. You know, and the links are, are there in the in the show description as well. I have not seen any of your donations would probably amount to four or five hundred bucks worth come through from Google YouTube for two months. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, they probably, you know, they probably are like uh, are like GoFundMe and they thought, you know what? We don't think we want to donate the money there, so we'll just send it over to a charity of our choice. <laughs> I love the way the left thinks. You know, they're just so they're so benevolent, aren't they? <laughs> so funny. Oh yeah. So you know, there's something I wanted to do here. A flashback oh, to the past. No more Let me see if I can. Uh, I got to see if I can get this to come up here. Here, I'll, I'll cover me up here. Let's see if I can make this share screen work. Uh, here we go. Share sound. There we go. Share. Oh, no more mammy and no more pappy. Ain't we lucky oh, ain't we happy? Everybody's oh so happy. Everybody's uh, it took us off the screen, but uh, galore, but that's no okay. Marriages, no one pushing baby carriages, no one has to change a nappy. Ain't we lucky oh, ain't we happy? Everybody's happy now. Oh, dope for tea. Sing it, Chris. No remorse all morning after. Where's the sin and who's the sinner? Everybody's happy now. Girls nomadic, girls exotic, <laughs> girls ecstatic, girls erotic. Hug me, baby, and make it snappy. Everybody's oh so happy. Everybody's happy now. Lots to eat and hours for drinking. So much cocktails and no right. more thinking. No more thinking. No more thinking. Oh, everybody's happy now. Here, I give you a little harmony at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, that song that was the intro for years and on the RBN show, uh, yeah. that's you, Chris. That was, yeah, that was like, that was, uh, that was a fun hour, hour and a half that, that, uh, that came together because I was sitting at work. I was working at the music store. I'm on my computer and you posted the lyrics and said, Hey, can somebody just put music to this? And I was like, yes, I, I think I can. And I uh, just started recording it. And I grabbed every little goofy little instrument that I could find like a ukulele and a mandolin and a banjo and whatever. Um, it was just uh, trying to make it sound as, as uh, Epsilon as possible. <laughs> it was fun. Well, you know, and we, we ended up with like six different submissions for that, you know, and they were all good, but yours was by far the most popular, you know. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, folks. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> 
it got a lot of it got a lot of traction too, man. It lasted for a long time. I thought, hey, this is awesome. Every time yeah. I hear it. Well, you know, it's you know the problem with playing it now is just you know doing live, and I'm sure there's a way I could do yeah. it. I just uh. oh no, I get it. It's hard, you know. I I understand. I do the, the live streaming thing and trying to do these things. Um, I mean, there's a great appeal to it, but the post production. Like the guys who do this regularly, they have a crew of guys oh, yeah. who are doing all do you, the. Post do you know that with. I spent a week to a month editing every single show oh. before it went out? Oh yeah, I could imagine. Definitely, no question about it. I know there's a great deal of work that goes. It, into it was, it. you know, and when I went to live stream and didn't have to sit there spending my whole week editing or two or three. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. editing shows, you know, and, and you're not doing anything else. You know, I've been attacked or I, I donated X amount of money for him, you know, and he never, you know, you know, some of the hit pieces against me. It's like, sure. yeah, I spent three months editing your shows, not doing anything, <laughs> you know, exactly. that barely kept the lights on. I'm sure if you paid a production studio, that would have been more like a hundred grand, but you sent a couple ah. thousand dollars. Oh, thanks. Yeah, exactly. No, it's you, you know who it I'm talking true. about. Yeah, and it's hard, right? It's hard. It it's, it it does. It, it it requires a great deal of, of of attention, especially if you have standards. When you have a high standard, you you don't want to put out substandard products. But it, that's the great thing about going live with that you can just have the conversation. Yeah, and there's there's a few things that you may sacrifice in the production of it, but like really, it's 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 remarkable. Like I I you know I talked to this kid yesterday, this young guy yesterday, Tristan. The flag guy who I, if you're on my Facebook, if you see the cover photo, there's a photo of, a, of the back of a, of a young I'll, guy. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Here, it's, just I mean, a this, second. This dude was out there every friggin' day. I mean, he's out there, he was out there tonight walking around with the flag and the hat. And like, he's a warrior when it comes to this stuff. And <laughs> so I, I was able to uh, say, hey, you know, I've hit him up on Facebook, friended him up. I was like, hey, can I? can I do an interview with you and just added him on Facebook thing. We just sat there and chatted for, it would be so cool that you could just do that. You know? Yeah. That's, well, I want to talk, you know, up. So, uh, who was it? Uh, Oh, geez. The guy with two first names, he was the first <laughs> video show I did in like 2014. And then it was like what, 2018, we went to live stream. But, you know, uh, geez, now I can't even think of it. We did, I did like three or four shows with him about uh, eugenics and chemicals in the water and stuff like that. Was it? Duncan, uh, uh, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, the doctor, but he's not a doctor, right? Right, the doctor who's not a doctor, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. He's an interesting cat, though. Yeah, he had a, he had a lot of really, but that was the actually the fir- very first uh, uh, video show that I had ever uh, done, you know. And right, uh, uh, Curtis Duncan. There we go, Curtis Duncan. Yeah, that's so right, we yeah. did uh, three, four, four shows with him. Episode number one forty nine of the Gnostic Media shows in August of twenty twelve wow. was actually the first. Uh, or no, wait, was that one, hold on, was that one audio only? Now I, and question, oh no, it was video actually. So, it was, eh? Yeah. And it was done on Skype back when people still use that, you know? Sure, yeah. 
So uh, that was the conspiracy to feminize males and masculinize females. And then we did uh, a follow up. That work? <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. yeah, we called that one early. And then, uh, yeah, I should get him back on the show. And then in, in December 2014, on New Year's Eve, we did uh, Homosexuality and the Ch- Chemical Manipulation of Humanity. Mm-hmm. And then on RBN, we did masculine, Masculinizing and Feminizing. And then uh, in 2017, in June, he came back and we did Transgenderism and Endocrine Disruptors. Yes. So, I mean, we laid all of that out in those shows. No I mean, he was spot on on all of that stuff. And yeah, now it's just... No kidding blatantly obvious you know i don't know isn't it crazy to be able to go back and look back and say well look at that mm-hmm. isn't that interesting that's something else yeah well yeah, i remember him quite uh, yeah he, he, he left an impression yeah i recalled uh i recall uh, i don't know if i listened to all of them or saw all of them but i do recall i probably did i do recall uh very pertinent information. Here, I'll show them on screen here, so if people want to look these up. Uh, Curtis Duncan here, four shows there. So those of you who want to find those, you can look them up on the website. I definitely recommend it because it sure explains a lot of, of what we see going on now. And, and you know what? I even had a couple of doctors on, and we went into all of that too. And you know, uh, one of those got shadow banned. You know. Uh, uh, anyway, well, you know, it's kind of funny too, Jan, because, um, it seems like, I don't know if this has any play on it, but, you know, I mentioned this before when I was on the podcast last about the, the, our freedom movement here in, in Canada, the, the protesters and the people, and this goes right into the, all the people at the, uh, at the blockade and the people that are involved in the freedom convoy, half of the people I'd say are female and they're some of the they're the driving force behind this. Like there's so many, so many um, there are so many uh, people that are or females that are that are really in right in there and they're pushing hard. And you gotta wonder, you know, where are the men? There's not a lot of men. I mean, there are men, but there's not, you'd think that there would be double the men that in in a in a movement like this. But well, no, they've, they've a, really pushed out all of the alpha males, you know. Yeah, alpha, uh, all, all the alpha males, I think all the guys, they're there. And all the other people are not out there. Well, they're, they're out there supporting uh, the fake news. and, and they're, uh, Yeah, they are, uh, they're the ones who are more worried about safety and about security than seeing the danger and meeting it. The females are stepping up and you got to wonder, man, these <laughs> these women seem pretty masculinized like as far as they like, hey, don't Rick Rick and uh Rick and Carl want me to mention uh Alice Bailey and Lucifer Trust when we were discussing the uh the UN and League of Nations oh, yeah. and all. But there's a lot more behind that. So guys, uh go into the database. Uh, you can get to the database, for those of you who don't know, on the uh, Logos Media website. You can view the web version. It's not as cool and doesn't show as much as the uh, – uh, oops, wrong tab. Not It doesn't show as much on here as the uh, download version. And, you know, the download version is, if you're a member, you can download right here on this link. But uh, there's a whole bunch of, of stuff. Steve had been – he's been – really digging into this stuff like Westcott and Hort uh, are, are really key 
So this guy, Brooke Foss Westcott uh, and uh, Hort, uh, Fenton John Anthony Hort, these guys, the Theosophists, all of this stuff plays out into the creation of the UN. They were all these these spiritists and, and whatnot and full-blown Satanists. They were friends with Helena Blavatsky. Um, the, the, all of the Bible revisionism comes out of this group of people here. And uh, so they, they and, and these two guys, Westcott and Hort, they did the New Greek Bible translation that was basically accepted as factual for years. And now people are waking up more and more that that was a fraud. But, um, you know, there's, there's a whole lot more that needs to be uh, exposed there. That's a couple few shows worth right there that we'll be getting into pretty soon. Karen, Karen just liked one of my photos, so I just friended her up on Facebook. I'm just going to out that right here on your, on your show. Just make I'm sure you call her Kieran, not Karen. Okay, I apologize. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I haven't caught, no, I have not dove into those shows yet. I, like I said, I, they, it's so deep and I want to get into them and I've been so busy with some other stuff. Like the shows that you've done with Hans and uh, that those I can I digest so fast, but the stuff that with Steve, that's some deep diving, man. I gotta, I gotta get my shovel and my my lamp headlamp out and start going for that stuff. Like that, you guys go deep on that. Yeah, well, and it's so it's gonna go way deeper so, here soon. So yeah, I have to catch up. I'll have to sit down and spend some hours and just because I like that stuff is not stuff I can just sit there and wash over me. I have to sit there and pay very close attention. Well, what's, what's interesting is this group that was behind the Bible revisionism and the UN and all of this stuff, there are, you know, so I've been laying out all of these MK ultra people for the last 12 years or more. And there's heavy overlap between the groups. The Fabians are behind uh, the Bible revisionism and they're behind the MK Ultra scene too, you know. Uh, Aldous Huxley, the key architect behind MK Ultra, was a Fabian. George Orwell, mm-hmm. Eric Blair was a Fabian. All of these guys are yep. are Fabians, you know. And it, you know, so yeah. and so th- and, you they're know, the group of what I what I'm going to start calling the crazy makers. You know, they they yeah. normalize insanity, schizophrenia, and we've done a, several shows. Uh, recently on the normalizing of schizophrenia, which I recommend people check out. But, you know, now we've got yeah. the names and the and how they did it and, and whatnot. But the, these are the crazy makers and they are literally turning society crazy so that they can rule everybody. It's it's a it's a, you know, barless prison. You know, it's Aldous Huxley's uh, final revolution. Mm-hmm. And they want people yep. so dumbed down that they think there's no reality, no truth. Everything is what you want to make it. Uh, you know, normalize schizophrenia, normalize, uh, uh, put down where our freedoms came from, which is the Bible, and then normalize spiritualism and channeling and all of this stuff. So everything is inversion and spin. Yeah. And you think, you know, George Bernard Shaw, another prominent Fabian, what was saying he envisioned a time when there would be like a panel that you would have to justify your existence. Would you mind justifying your existence for, you know, every seven years you'd have to go in and, and let them know why you should still continue to breathe air and, and, and consume food. I mean, it's so inhumane. And also, I believe he was also very complimentary to Adolf Hitler in the early days of Hitler's reign 
um, until uh, they found out he was uh, he was going after the the Jewish people as opposed to the non-productive people, which is what they had contempt for. And it's so funny because now we have Trudeau and his people who have absolute contempt, but not for non-productive people, but for actually the productive people that are actually keeping yeah. the, keeping the world going. They have absolute contempt for these people. It's just unreal where we're at right now. It blows my mind. But yes, it's crazy how these people, they, they are absolutely evil. There's no way anybody could, could look at this and say there's these people are saying that these people are uh, benevolent in any way, shape, or form except yeah. for their own. Here's, uh, here's a quote from Bernard. He said, uh, Bernard Shaw, George Bernard Shaw, we should find ourselves committed to killing a great many people whom we, know, whom we now leave living and to leave living a great many of people whom we at present kill. We should have a great. We should have to get rid of all ideas about capital pun- uh, punishment. And then, uh, anyway, sorry, my reading is jacked up tonight. But that was one of them. I, I'm sure I have another one of his quotes in here someplace. But yeah, you know, yeah. here here's the. I'll just show the database here. It's easier. Just pontificating but, about you know people's lives and who's worthy yeah, of living. He, he's you know they were behind uh, the, the creation of Planned Parenthood along with Bill Gates' yeah. father and uh, yep. Margaret Sanger, etc. These are the Sanger. eugenicists, you know, and, and yeah. H.G. Wells, H.G. Wells, and Aldous Huxley, yeah. who's right here. But if we go into the Fabian Society here, you know, this is. You know, they're they're really interesting. And they basically, I think, were behind MKUltra. And it's obvious that they were behind the, the, the Bible revisionism and all of this stuff. But, uh, you know, state superior to the individual, um, you know, communism, they're all big time eugenicists, uh, et cetera. And it's based off of... Uh, uh, Fabius Maximus, the uh, the yes, Roman yes. ruler. Yes, but he, uh, was, it, was Hannibal? They he fought off or what? yes, I, I and I have that tied here as well in the database. Yeah. But uh, so they were behind the Codex Sinaiticus, and they were uh, behind the creation of the Frankfurt School, which of course yes. ties directly right. into the Macy Conferences and MK Ultra. And then, uh, you know, and so what they did, and we were talking about the Islamic influence with the Nazis, they want to totally whitewash all of that so that they can blame the Christians. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, so all of this stuff was about uh, rewriting that history so that they could blame the Christians. Malachi Martin was behind that. He was a big double or triple agent working underneath Cardinal Bay. And uh, so they were the ones, and, and he also founded Veterans Today, which is a, a front organization, but uh, they were the ones who were behind all of the stuff from the faking of the Dead Sea Scrolls and the uh, Seelisberg Conference to you name it, you know, and we can see uh, numerous prominent uh, intelligence officials in there. But uh, yeah, you know, these guys, they just, you know, they just keep up pushing the agenda. So now we're seeing it roll out against the the public and uh you know so i don't know people need to really wake up to all of this stuff and the 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 new age spiritism and and uh channeling and all of that stuff these guys literally created that they literally created that as part of their 
They're mind control. So let me go back to uh, Westcott here. Where did he go to? Oh, goodness. I had him here a minute ago. I'll just type him in. I mean, it's remarkable to me how the, um, how the, how the tactics that are used are so, I mean, you've uncovered so many of these tactics that have been used uh, to, to further, you know, give legitimacy. Like I, the idea of the, uh, <clears throat> the entire peer review process or the spies in academic clothing using each other as, you know, uh, to, to promote each other's work and just one big circle jerk. <clears throat> just promoting this idiocy. Absolutely. And, so these guys, Westcott and Hort, they yeah. created the <clears throat> Ghostly Guild at Trinity College in Cambridge. And then uh, that out of that came the Channeling and New Age movement. And uh, they also created the Society for Psychical Research. And then that flows down into William James, uh, who uh, was influenced by Emanuel Swedenborg, etc. And he's over at Harvard University. And then he creates the department that later was headed by Dr. Henry A. Murray, that was Timothy Leary and all of those guys' department uh, when they were involved in MKUltra, B.F. Skinner, etc. cetera. Uh, so, you know, we can begin to see the whole upstream of this whole uh, system. So, you know, people think, oh, I'm spiritual, I'm not religious or whatever. That was created <laughs> yeah. by these yeah. guys. That was the intention. And uh, they created, you know, parapsychology and all this stuff. And look who's right here, Arthur Balfour. And then Balfour uh, promoted all of this stuff to the, uh, to the public and brought about the, uh, the League of Nations, which is the satanic front of this whole group, this whole Fabian uh, uh, socialist group. And of course, the logo for the Fabians up until a few years ago was a wolf in sheep's clothing. You know, so we can go through now and, and we've got all of this history mapped out. And Steve has a lot more that we'll hopefully be going into soon. But I just wanted to give a rundown on that so that people could begin to Crazy. see, you know, the, the history and background of it all. Got anything else you want to add, Chris? No, you know what? I'm glad you brought it up though, because you know, we're seeing the <clears throat> we're seeing the end game right now, right? We're seeing you're seeing a, a a very well established and very well thought of, highly thought of country being taken over uh, into a collectivist. Uh, I mean, it has been for a while, but now it's over, and now it's uh, tyrannical almost. You know, where it's, uh, they're crushing people with under the might of the state. So now we see the end game of how that plays out. It's it's not that far away from next door and next door i'll tell you i could be across the border in like 10 minutes from here so i'm not far I'm not from the far from the border so i'm just saying that it'll bleed over really quickly so you just have to be very diligent about this um you guys please stop these democrats 65 <laughs> percent of the democratic party think that trudeau is in the right for this one so that should be a scary well, they voted for Hitler, too, even though they pretend he's a right winger. So I know it's crazy. But no, I, that's it. That's about it. That's the the progress report from up here and uh, up in the north. And uh, we're still plugging away and people are still they're still defiant. And nobody's uh, really terribly scared about all of this stuff. I mean, we see people being abused and we hope there's going to be some retribution and some well, some accountability. Let's put it that way. We hope people will be held accountable. But. Um, but the resolve is still really strong. And people, in fact, what happens now, people just get funnier. Now, Facebook is now 
taken the honk and said that that's going against their 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 uh, their pro, their their terms of condition because like everything that you take away from us we just turn it into a joke and laugh at it and that's the best tool we have against this thing is just mockery and laughter it has turned out to be such a great tool to to shut these people down and they just get infuriated by it and hopefully uh, at some point in time. The rest of the world will actually pay attention to this and go, okay, this can't stand anymore because you guys are not that far away. I swear, I know Biden is just walking you guys hand in hand right down into this toilet. It's only been a year. It's only been just over a year since he got in. Look how far it's down. So we've had Trudeau since like 2015, I think, 2014, 2015. So took him a little while to get here, but I mean, he's at the all-time worst and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you know we could uh like there'd be something there are no a vote of no confidence but i highly doubt it we're just gonna have to deal with it well his whole uh outbreak in uh what do you call your congress or whatever the other day and he refused to yeah. apologize <clears throat> and he had yeah. numerous uh what do you call them up there senators <clears throat> or whatever calling him out yeah. saying yeah. uh you need to apologize for that he basically went out there and said everybody who doesn't agree with me is a nazi and they and it just caused a huge uproar right. Well, this is the funny thing, right? Because there was one Nazi flag that was flown at one of these things, as well as a Confederate flag, which makes no sense because the Nazis ceased to be in 1945 and the Confederates don't really have much to do with Canada. But regardless, the guy with the Nazi flag, they found there was only a handful of shots of him. Of course, the CDC and everybody is right there to take pictures of this guy. And same with the other guy with the Confederate flag, who there's live stream video of the people at the convoy chasing him away these guys the one guy was masked nobody else was wearing a mask so clearly it's a, a setup false flag now, literally a yeah, false flag literally and now it's like that's right it's true and then the nazi guy there's a um uh there's a like a web news like an independent news organization called true north and they were offering thousands of dollars for information about who was carrying the nazi flag and it looks like it was a cop and it looks like they outed the person who it was. And there's like photos of the individual where they were staying and then have photos of the person that was actually like they've, they've correlated these things. Internet sleuths are wonderful. Um, anyway, I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but it looks pretty credible. I haven't gone through everything to verify it, but it looks pretty credible that it was a cop or somebody undercover who was doing the Nazi flag thing and very isolated. Only a couple photos at one little time very early on. That's how they have to discredit the whole movement. Then Trudeau comes out and says they're flying a Nazi flag. And then there are people on the conservative side saying, hey, you know, my parents were, uh, you know, persecuted by the Nazis and they were in concentration camps. You know, don't call these people Nazis. And he kept on. He wouldn't. He's he's uh, he doubles down. And this is the guy who's been caught in blackface more than once who's been accused of groping reporters because, you know, he's okay to do that. He's not a misogynist, but these truckers who are not groping anybody are misogynists. None of them are walking around with blackface or, oh, I'm sorry, brownface. Because, yeah, <laughs> no way. I love that. That's awesome. The pink. That the pink is an is actual the, photo of Justin yeah. Trudeau, folks. Fuchsia is so, so becoming. So, you know, this is an individual who has culturally appropriated so many different cultures, yet they have rules for that type of thing in universities here in Canada that you can't have Cinco de Mayo, you can't go and dressed up as certain cultures for Halloween, but Justin Trudeau can. 
So it's, it is absolute hypocrisy and uh, everybody knows it. It's a joke. And, and the fact that we're even here right now, it shocks me that we're even at this stage, but it is where we are. So anyway. what, what percent, <laughs> and, and we're just going to wrap it up here, but what percentage yeah. would you say chance that uh, Trudeau is Castro's son? <clears throat> oh no, I think it's, I think, uh, I think 90 plus is, percent. Yeah. I would say high, I would say 80, 80%. I would say above 80%. Um, there are photos of Pierre Younger where he looks like he could be. Um, but I truly think that, uh, well, the wife was not. She was, in, my, my, my mother and father, when I was a child, when Pierre was first in office, um, they didn't like him. They thought he was petulant. They thought he was a, a little brat. And that is just like what Justin is like. And my, 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 I recall my mother, God rest her soul, would say that Margaret Trudeau was a national embarrassment. She said that on numerous occasions that she was a national embarrassment and that she conducted herself not in a very uh, a, a very classy or dignified manner. And it's rumored that she was uh, having affairs with the Rolling Stones and uh, it's rumored that she had affairs with other people, had very uh, loose morals. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she had an affair with with uh, Fidel Castro or a variety because he was a womanizer as well. So I can, you know, well, and there's photos of them standing next to each other. And and honestly, do you think Pierre Trudeau was, was a, 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 a a strong male? Obviously not. No, I mean, I honestly look at the guy and I think he's a, he looks cuck ish to me. And so let me, let me, yeah, he, he looks, he stinks like that. Like, I just get a feeling. I don't know if you get ever get that, but you just, sometimes I just get a vibe and I'm like, it's just, some people are masculine and some people are not. I'm not diminishing him, but, some, but he doesn't strike me as a man or a masculine man. He strikes me as a, a, a little mean little, you know, can't be a man. So he's going to be mean in his yeah. little way. Yeah. You know, I think, a small infant is what I view him. I, I, like I said about Trudeau, he's a petulant little bitch child. Like he's not even, there's nothing remotely masculine about the people. He's just, you want to, you want to urinate on him. So he'll have the scent of a male on him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh you know goodness. what I mean? Like there's, there's oh, like wow. some that's going on that you're just like, there's something wrong about this guy. He so, just, in the animal kingdom, he would have been ostracized and he would have been driven out of the pack. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? They well, that's how these beta males, you know, they that's why beta males promote socialism, et cetera, and communism. I because they well. can't compete with the alphas. You know, you get, you know, they're living in mom's basement and whatnot. Isle of Aaron says uh, ZOT just did a stream about the Nazi flag guy. And apparently he was using the flag to warn people about where yeah. Canada may end up if people don't stop. Yeah, I don't know about that. You don't know Why about that? Why did he stand and say something? He walked around a few places and he bolts. It's like, yeah, I don't know about that. Well, you know, and I you should have a sign up at the same time saying, don't let Canada become the Nazis, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think when, anytime you pull out that that stupid image, and it's like, it's one of those things, it's an automatic. It's an automatic, bam, we've got you. And it's so funny, like I was saying to, and, I'll, and again, I'll have to repeat this a billion times before, but every time I hear racist, homophobe, thisophobe, white supremacist, it's, it, they have no meaning anymore. They've 
completely been deflated by these idiots. All they do is hurl these accusations at you and it has no value anymore. I just laugh at them now when I hear them. Like, oh, what, what's that? What's that? That theory called, you know, that within a certain number of posts on, online, somebody will always bring up the Nazis. What's that called? Oh, these are the, uh, the, oh, um, I'm looking at Godwin's. Yeah. Godwin's law, I think. Something like that. Yeah. 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 The internet law of, of, yes. Yeah. You got a good memory, dude. (laughs) William Godwin. Let's see if that's it. (laughs) No, that's That's not it. That's really helped me organize my thoughts. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Oh yeah, man. Uh, uh, Trivium helped me out a lot during these interviews, man. I was, I was trying to stay on point with what I was saying and just not get dragged off. You know, it was, uh, it was a good, uh, all you have to do is type in G O D W and it fills in Godwin's law for you. (laughs) It's so popular. It's such a popular law. Yeah. So these, this is the way it is, man. This is crazy times here in Canada, but you know, Hopefully people will wake up enough to, to, to see that, you know, we can't have this stuff anymore and realize that the people that are out, the media is so, so brazen. They don't even care that everybody's live streaming all this stuff. Viva Fry. I don't know if you know who that Viva Fry cat is. He's a lawyer on YouTube No, and he's, he's from, uh, from Quebec. He's very popular. He's, he's, he's a good watch. I mean, he's very entertaining. And uh, he was walking around Ottawa for like hours and hours, just interviewing everybody. And like he was getting like 30, 40, 50,000 people watching his live streams. And you, you get the impression that, oh, every single person here is just a regular. There's no movement of, you know, white supremes or racists or anything like it is. It is just diffused immediately, yet the media just keeps harping on that same thing and just keeps pushing these racists, these racists, these racists. It's like this guy, there's well, got to be. They've got break. nothing else, you know. And No, it's like the same. It's like everything's deflated, but they, they have no credibility left, but they, but they still do it. I mean, at some point, people got to wake up. They yeah. just have to use their own eyes. Anyway, I want to hold you up all night, sir. No, no, that's all right. You know, it's... We've we've talked about wrapping it up for like thirty minutes now. Yeah, I know it's all good, man. Yeah, it's fun. Um, so uh, thanks for coming back on. This is what your fifth time or so on the show. Yeah, thank well, you, but man, then there's really... like another like two hundred with your music. So well, hey, that's true too. I mean, God, but no, I'm getting better at this. So <laughs> I'm doing it, so it's okay. But I'm I'm all right too. Uh, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come on and, and, and kind of give a, a lowdown on what's happening here and. If uh, folks, if you want to check out my my live stream, uh, my live streams that I did at the thing, if you want to get an idea of what it was like down there, what the cops were like, and you can go check it out. It's interesting. Um, uh, you can fly through it. You don't have to watch all of it, but uh, you can get to the gist of the. Well, of send, what's send me a link to post in the uh, show description, I and I'll yeah. update it so people can find awesome. that. And thank uh, you. Yep. I think yeah, that's man. a good place to wrap it up. And please yeah. <laughs> hit the like, share, and. Uh, subscribe and also uh if you appreciate the work we do here please donate to us logosmedia.com i would appreciate if you donate through there because like i said i don't know if google is actually sending anything so you know they're supposed to send it when it reaches a hundred dollars so they're quite a bit behind so anyway well thank you jan thank you chris Look forward to next show next week. And thanks again for all your help with the images, as always. My pleasure. All right. My pleasure. Take care. Good night, everybody.
see you next week. Um, not sure what we'll do next week. I'll try to figure it out soon, but uh, see you then. Bye.